Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Are you ready? Here we go. I'm ready. Yes, let's go. Ready. Hi, this is For the Girls Podcast. I am Nick Westray. I'm Jason Black, and this is a queer diva love standing fanning podcast. It is where all the LGs, Bs, and Ts come to stand their Qs known as queens. And uh, we interview people, and we talk about fandom. We talk about divas from music and TV and comedy and Broadway. Who is this a podcast for, Jay? Um, this uh, this is a podcast for this is a podcast for people whose uh, shelves constantly break from all of the awards that they have. <laughs> mm. This is a podcast for lyric sopranos. This is a podcast for people who don't like their daddy's hands. This is a podcast for boundary-breaking, <laughs> record-setting, operatic actresses. This is a podcast. This is a podcast for our goddesses. This is a goddess that we're talking about today. This is a, this podcast, is a goddess podcast. This is a podcast for goddesses who have played my stepmom. Who are we doing? Who are we talking to? <laughs> today we have... Who is, who is our guest? Our guest today is Kristen Griffith Vanderyacht, who is a Seattle-based florist, owner of Wild Bloom Floral. Follow them on Instagram. It's beautiful. And he's the host of Netflix's Big Flower Fight. Kristen, who's your diva? Audra Ann McDonald. <gasps> Praise her holy <laughs> name. It, that is, I mean. And we bow, oh, and we bow, and we take, we're, we're going to take bowing. five minutes to meditate on the name. <laughs> It's we're just at the so... cult of Miss McDonald. <laughs> oh, the, we could all be a cult, cult, I think. Yeah, and I'm the leader. I'm the leader. <laughs> no one gets in this cult unless Audra through was me. Leader, but yeah, oh, <laughs> no, you're no, the no, gatekeeper. No. You're the gatekeeper. Yeah, I am the gatekeeper. You're not getting up into this party unless you got to go through me. And to go through me, that includes uh, lots of yeah. What pizza. does that include? Uh, oh. Lots of pizza. At least you know I have to hold your Tony. That's because if you don't have a Tony, you can't get in. That's, no. Uh oh. Okay. That's part of it. Yeah. But I, I have to hold it so I can maybe absorb some of the osmosis, right? I can have some of that fame and fortune for myself. What if What if you have six Tonys? Can you get in then? <sighs> Only one person uh, can get can in, and that's the, the, and that's what the church you can is have for. The deed to the building. <laughs> you can have the building. It you is your building. Tonys. It's Audra's building. That's Audra's. That's Audra's thing. It's, it's her face that's been spray painted on it. <laughs> uh, hi, Kristen. Kristen and I hi. went to high school together. Yes, I, we did. So we Jason, went to high school together. Jason went to Interlochen too after us. Oh, oh, good. So uh, Nick and I only graduated five years ago. So you what, hmm. must have gone three years ago. We were there two. three years after. Two. Oh, two. two oh, okay, sorry. Two years ago, yeah. Because the world's so crazy. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm young, so. <laughs> it's a right. podcast. <laughs> oh. so and we're all s- Michigan girls, too, so. Are we? We're all Michigan. Yeah. 
Wow. wow. Where are you from, Jason? I'm I'm from um, just down the road from Nick. I'm like, thir- I was like in, the, in a different county, but Nick and I grew up, we were best friends and we were obsessed with Audrey McDonald. So I'm just so like, this is what I love about Michigan. And this is what I love about being gay. You mm. find each other. You find each other. You have you to you always. Have to. It's, it, it's truly a survival technique, right? You tribe up, but you find each other and you build your world in Michigan together. Like, and you, you're still friends. It's the closest friendships that you make in your life are the friendships that you make when you're a little tween trying to figure yourself out in Michigan. And then you bond over things like Audrey McDonald and theater and Noel Coward and all the things. And it's just, it's an amazing space to exist in, right? It's an amazing space to exist in. Audrey McDonald was definitely one of the eggs. It was in my cake batter. She was a binding agent. We love to talk origins. What was take mm-hmm. us back to the first time you heard the round, voluptuous notes of uh-huh, Audrey uh-huh, McDonald? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so there I was minding my own business in Barnes and Noble. Oh, <laughs> Barnes and Noble is so Audrey McDonald. It's so Audrey McDonald. It's insane. Yeah. It should be called Barnes yeah, Audrey McDonald Noble. <laughs> Barnes Audrey's Noble. It, uh, it was, no, I was, they were minding my own business. And you know, this was back in the day, five years ago, where you could take a CD and punch in the number and put on the headphones and yes! listen to a track from the CD before you purchase it, right? You got to like try it out. And so I was like, oh, what, what's going to be my new jam? What's my new musical theater find? And so I would just go to Barnes & Noble and listen to all of those, um, all of those numbers. And one of them was Ragtime. And I went to, I said, what are the tracks here? Let me look at these tracks. I said, your daddy's son. Oh, that sounds dramatic. Let me just put that on. And, all, and you, you hear the opening and then you hear the hoo, hoo, right? And as soon as you heard, I heard those oohs. Baby! I was like, what is this? And I said in my head, because you don't get to see inside, right? Also, it's artwork. I said, dear God, please. Let this woman be black. Because if this is a white lady with this voice, I'm going to lose my shit. Right? Because that kind of voice, I was like, okay, it's too he- it's too heavy. It's too full. It has to be a black woman. Right? And so I went home. I bought the CD. I opened that dust jacket. And I saw the picture of Audrey McDonald there with that baby and Bryce Stokes Mitchell. And honey, I nearly... Fell out. I listened to the entire soundtrack. And this was, okay, this was even before the full cast recording was out. This was the concept album from when they were in Toronto. Oh, this wasn't shit. even the double disc. This was the concept It had the different album. art on the cover. I remember that. Different it was like the high, was it highlights? Was it called the highlights? No. Uh, it, I don't think it was highlights. I think it was a called a concept album. 
This was back when Broadway was doing concept albums. Like they had um, Scarlet Pimpernel, I think, came out with the concept album at the time. Um, Ragtime came out with one. There were all the Life had a concept album with Jennifer Holiday singing yep. some of the songs and yep. Liza Minnelli's on it. And I Sam loved Harris, that the Life concept album. I love right. That. We right. need to have you so back on I, when we do the Life. Oh, <sighs> give me all the '90s musicals. I'm here for it all. <laughs> Uh, yes. So, then, so I listened to it, and I was transported. I was transfixed. I was transformed. It was amazing. And so I, I just fell in love from that moment. And then I went backwards. And then I realized, I was like, wait a minute, I've actually seen her live. My parents used to take us to New York every year to visit our family, and one of the shows that they took us to see, they took us to one Broadway show a year. We got to see Carousel. At Lincoln Whoa. Center. You are oh, wow. so lucky. But you are so wow. lucky. I didn't. And I still have the playbill. I did not make the connection at the time. I was like, fabulous black girl. Mm-hmm, but this show's too long. Mm-hmm, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, and then once I was older, musical. right? Yes, too long. Um, but once I was older, I, <laughs> it's also a, about I had the palate. Right. Which again, too young to even really understand what was going on. I was like, why is everyone singing so loud? Um, but uh, Ragtime was truly the induction into the Audrey McDonald cult. Like it was, it was everything. And then from there, I just did a deep dive, like any Google search. I signed up on her website. I was like, when are you coming to the con? When are your concerts? I went to concerts. I do it all. Okay, real quick. Uh, just for everyone to know this week on the Patreon, before we forget, we are going home for the holidays with Holly Hunter. It was free last week. It's not this week. So pay up, bitches. Uh, slice up some turkey. You know, get a little stuffing. And let's gobble, gobble, gobble this film together on the Patreon. Mwah. Sorry, first, I have a few things to say about your daddy's son. I was watching it several times today. I was watching it several times today. A, I just want to say the power. Just the power of the voice. Yes, yes. In that number. It's so powerful. And also, I was just struck, really, by watching the performance in that Mm -hmm. um, bootleg you sent us from YouTube. Mm-hmm. how she is confessing something to her child, mm-hmm. 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 you know, and that, that action of, mm-hmm. of, of uh, repentance in that song is so beautiful and delicate and huge all at once. And I, no one else can do that but Audrey and Donald. He played piano, played it very well. Music from those hands could catch you like a spell. He could make you love him, for the tune was done. You have your daddy's hands. You are your daddy's son.
it's a real testament to the writers, Lynn Ahrens and Stephen Flaherty, for actually, at this point, Audrey McDonald had already had two Tony Awards. She won for Carousel mm-hmm. and she won for Masterclass. And she went into that show, into the workshops and all of that. This is, you know, clearly from years of stalking her bio that I know this. Um, but they wrote that song for her after she was cast. They didn't even have that part. They built that part around her. And here you have this major two-time Tony winning or two-time Tony Award winning talent. And you don't have a song already. You're not like, here are all the songs, sing everything. So it just goes to show like, even with all those Tonys, there was still a level that she had to in some way prove herself. They had to workshop the part more for her, which is cute if you're like, they're writing songs for me, but also can be exhausting on the part of the artist if you're constantly having to like tweak, tweak the work for the writers. And so I think it's feel like you're auditioning the material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And, And luckily, you know, her range is so huge and so expansive that they could have put it in any key and it was going to sound amazing. And but also didn't that, they, um, didn't they have to, uh, they added a whole nut. They added Sarah Brown eyes because yeah, after they were doing back. the, to bring her back, they're like, we have to, mm-hmm. we can't with this talent. And so they specifically yeah. just made a dream sequence so that Audra could right. come. The audience had to have her. They're like, we, yeah, this yeah. is, we can't go through a whole uh, second part of the show. Without the thirst is real. Yeah. Yeah. The goosebumps all over real. my body. Goosebumps. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's, it's so good. And and just to sorry, just, just pause on your daddy's son for a second because I love that number. And two hours later. I, two hours <laughs> I love that number. And she really shows her acting chops because there's no set. She's just sitting there. First of all, the ability to sing on your knees, right? Like mm-hmm. no knee pad, no nothing, Jesus. Just singing on your knees, holding this baby, belting, fake baby, baby, mixing, belting a high F, right? Not since Elphaba. Well, basically not since Audra. (laughs) Thank you, Elphaba. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, it's truly remarkable what she does with that song. No music, couldn't see no light. Mama, she was frightened, crazy from the Without no comfort, screams without no sound. Only darkness and a pain, the anger and a pain, the blood and the pain. I buried my heart in the ground, in the ground. When I buried you in the ground. And I've never seen, and I love all my Sarahs that have come after her, but it's always, she always leaves a hole in any production I've ever seen after it of me being like, oh, but I just wish I could have heard Audra sing this. Even today. Yeah. Oh. What, I love that with the, um, play that song for me, the, when they're all in the house. Um, yes. Oh, and she comes in, and she comes in, oh, you, oh, you can, <laughs> so yeah, insane. It's so good. When she could like, so you're like listening, you're like this is good, and then she comes in, and you hear the lust and the yeah. want mm-hmm. in in yeah. in what she Brian does. Brian Mitchell that. will do that to you, honey. Brian yes, Mitchell will. will get you yeah. there. Here my life has changed. 
Sarah, you got to see. Sarah, we got a son. Sarah, come down to me. Well, no, no, the first time, Nick, the first time we saw her was on Object of My Affection. Yes, which is a huge oh. bop for me. She's as a little oh, part yeah. of Object of My Affection, which was a huge, yes. like, gay turning point for me because I was so with Is Paul that Rudd. the Paul Rudd, Jennifer mm-hmm. Aniston Jennifer movie where she is a movie. wedding singer? She's I know, and singer, I was right? enraged by that because mm-hmm. I was like, that's, you don't put baby yeah. in the corner. <laughs> No, yeah, no, but that no. just goes to show, like, at that point, she had three Tonys, and she's doing a bit part singing at a, at a wedding, mm-hmm. right? Can, can I just say mm-hmm. that I brought some I brought some receipts today to the podcast, because let's just okay, go over please. the first Tony Award that she won for Masterclass. Okay. No, 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 part. no, for Carousel. She won it for Carousel first. Oh, Carousel was first? 1994. Yes, 1994. Okay, so the, the second Tony for Masterclass, <laughs> for a part that is not really... Uh, a great part, you know. Right. I, it's not. I have no idea. Right. And not only that, but she beat for that Tony yeah. Viola Davis and Michelle uh-huh. Shea, both in Seven Guitars, and oh. Lois Smith, Dame oh. of the American Theater, for Buried Child. That yes, is but, what a supernova looks but like. But you have to. You have to up. understand. You have to understand. Like this is. It, it may surprise you. It does not surprise me because when Audra comes into the room, it's like, okay, stop. Put your drink down. Stop everything. Stop. 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 She demands. She requires full hundred and twenty percent attention, and being in a space with Zoe Caldwell and being able to hold your own and steal mm-hmm. the scene and you're singing Lady Macbeth, I'm not surprised. I was like, just give her all the Tonys and give anyone else who wins a Tony after her a Tony too because she made the blueprint for the part. Mm-hmm. It's too good. Well, I think she does that thing where it's so big, it's so grand, but she really makes you think that only you're being touched. So if you're in that room, you you all of a sudden get the selfish feeling like, oh, she's just singing to me, like I'm like she must just be directing it at me, and then everyone else just shivers down the. You know what I mean? She, yes, she makes yes. it that personal. Which yeah. who can do that? Who can have that kind of operatic voice and make things uh, so small and so specific at the same time? Ooh, like it's we said, really, it's a gift. It's a gift, and it's she. It's a gift that she has understood where it lives, right? Because mm. as an opera singer, that is an entirely different muscle. But she takes all of that training that she has as an opera singer, trained opera singer, and she says, but I'm going to go in and destroy 
a ballad. I'm going to destroy a like a jazz standard. I'm going to just just like go in and kill it so nobody else can have it because like you said the power comes from all of her operatic operatic training. And so everything she does sounds so easy while the rest of us are just like gasping for breath. She's you know has these incredibly long phrases that are just so so thrilling. I just everything she does. And the best part is she inspires you to sing. Even if you can't mm-hmm. sing, she makes you think. I've been oh, singing I'm all day. Go in the shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go in the shower. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sing this song. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to sound like Audra. Yeah, and that's the best thing you can do is inspire others. I had never seen the "My Man's Gone Now" clip that you sent us. <sighs> yes, and to, and I was just thinking about this when Jason with what you were just saying. Like her voice is so huge in that, but her thought is so uh-huh. intimate and mm-hmm. so specific. It's almost, it's like opera and film at once. Mm-hmm. You know, she, it's such a devastating, small, realization you know a reckoning that's happening in her soul in that moment Mm -hmm. and she what it's like she can release these huge emotions we all have inside of us and she just has this instrument to release with this size that we could only imagine having that much emotional release in our lives right i think you hit it on the head she I don't know her personally, but I imagine she's like many other actors and um, empathy is probably her biggest tool that she uses. The ability to feel what other people are feeling and share in their experiences. And then you sort of carry that with you in your life. And then you use that as a tool in your work. And so I always feel like the moments where she really shines or moments where she is communicating pain those are the roles where i really feel like oh my gosh like that's coming from a real real place that she's accessing um in this moment and sharing it with us i think that's why it's so undeniable because it is so authentic and you know she might have experiences in her life or whatever and maybe she doesn't maybe she's just that good of an actress that she's able to find that spark but i i always connect to her when she has these big emotional sort of broad strokes. Um, And that comes from pain and we learn from pain and you hear it in her voice. You see it on her face in your daddy's son in the melody in that moment that you're talking about in, you know, new music, Mm -hmm. all that stuff, you hear it coming through her body. And so I, I am always just in awe of her ability to access the painful moments because as actors and as people, we don't want to be that vulnerable. You want to hold that in. You want to share that. But she's like, here it is, world. Hello. Thanks. Bye. Give me my Tonys. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So when you were in school, she had three albums out that maybe you could have had with you, right? Three solo albums? She had two albums. She had Way Back to Paradise and How Glory Glory Goes goes. were out. But then she was also on, this was like the golden age of a musical theater composer's wet dream recording session. So she was also on like Myths and Hymns. She was doing a lot with Adam Gettle. She was doing a lot with Ricky Ian Gordon. She was doing a lot with Michael John Lacusa. So she had a lot of uh, other random concept albums that I clearly was like, <laughs> give it to me, give it to me all, yeah. give me all the concept albums, you know. Um, and so I had access to all of those. But again, it's CDs, you know, you, have to, you gotta keep your shit organized. You're gonna lose track. And we did an episode before just on Way Back to Paradise. It was oh, one really? of our first episodes we ever did. So everyone can go back and download that episode. And then when you download mm-hmm. that, you can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and share it on Instagram <laughs> yes! with all of your friends. Yes. <laughs> um, it's imperative. No, I, w- we were obs- I was obsessed with those. We were both obsessed with those first two records. And there were so mm-hmm. many weird songs, like weird Ricky Ian Gordon songs. Oh, yeah. And they were really challenging. And she kind of challenged me from an early age to kind of fuck with my taste in terms uh-huh. of what uh-huh. I liked in musical theater or what I thought, mm-hmm. how I thought stories should be told. Well, here's, let me say this. I think the first album is really obviously very experimental. All the new um, Broadway stars are, you know, writing for her and she's doing all this concept stuff. Really weird. Uh, I still get into my feelings listening to it because I think it's a magic box that uh, surprises you and shows you different things. And, but then when she comes out with how glory goes, I think she's, I think she's, cause I believe she is Barbara Streisand's heir apparent. Like I really hundred mm. percent. And so I, th- I think on how glory goes is her taking the mantle by doing things mm-hmm. like somewhere mm-hmm. by doing uh-huh. um, the uh-huh. man that got away yep, d- yep, by yep, doing yep. sleeping bee, you know, yes. so it's like, she's like, I can be experimental, but now I'm actually just going to ascend to the throne by, uh-huh. by showing you that there's nothing that I can't do. <laughs> right. I, I feel like it's, yeah. there, there are like two bookends there. And then she just fills the books with all the other stuff, but. And also, I think that she really made ownership of those songs through the arrangements, right? Like, I remember there was a time where I was really on the hunt for the arrangements of the songs. Because I could go to the musical theater library at Interlochen or at, you know, school, and I'd be like, oh, here's somewhere. But I'm looking at the arrangement, and I'm like, oh, damn, this is not... This is not the Audra version. This isn't it. And so there's something about the artistry about molding the songs to fit her voice and to fit the story that she wanted to tell in the entire album. And I love, love, love How Glory Goes. It's one of my favorite albums. First of all, it's full of ballads, which I'm here for. I love a ballad. And two, it's like I can sing some of the beginnings of the song. And then when she starts to go into the soprano part, I'm like, damn it. So it's still like really encouraging for me vocally because I'm like, I'm in Audra's key right now, which is like impossible for most people. And I, I just love, 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 love that. 
Love that it, album al- so much. it also has my most complicated character, Aunt Lizzie. Oh yes, who? Which I'm obsessed. Nick and I are obsessed. I'm like, who's who sings the song from a a non-related auntie who like is telling the baby like, if you call me mom, if you want to call That's me okay. mom, and she's shivering, she makes me want to. Cr- That's all right. You can call me mom by accident, and it's so sad and it's so. I will keep a secret, foolish little secret, hidden from the rest. In my dream, you're my own, my very own, and I blanket you with love as I hold you to my breast. Lizzie, he's not yours. Lizzie, in his life, your part is very small. But if one day a toy should break, or maybe plain patty cake, you call me mama by mistake, I won't mind at all. And then come down from the tree it's like oh i wouldn't have expected her to take that from once on the island right but that's a song she wants to do and at the very end when she says when she does say come down and you realize she's a parental figure saying to this wild child come down come down from your tree come down i'm here Oh, it's just a story I also think she, she was stories she weaves. I think she was trying to have a baby. I think she this was before she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she's probably feeling her, you know, that Marissa Tomei moment. That clock was ticking like this. Um, mm-hmm. I think she was I think she was actually working through her own desires to be a parent um, at that time, which as an artist, you should be able to do. You should be able to use your work to sort of like work through your own stuff. This is just an assumption. I'm just assuming this based on the timeline and my own stalkery nature of being obsessed with her. But um, <laughs> I, I imagine a lot of those songs that she was singing were about her own sort of um, her own sort of journey into parenthood. Gosh, it's so long ago. I think her daughter's in college now. Oh, and named yeah, after Zoe Caldwell. Well, so right? so are we all. So I don't know why we're gagging. <laughs> Sophomore <laughs> year, sweeties. It's weird. She has, yeah. other, she has that other child. She just had that Sally or other baby. It's like yeah. two or... Yeah, I know. Grown. Four. These yeah. kids are growing up so fast. It's And what an interesting time to be trying to work as a parent and have your baby at home. And, you know, and she's accomplished so like, much in her career. I just she doesn't need to do anything else when we were talking about this, that I was like, oh, when all of this is over and we're back to normal, could you just, I just mm-hmm. hope Audrey gives us a huge Carnegie Hall concert. Oh my God, And yes. we can all get no. dressed up and go to Carnegie Hall and oh. see Audra sing for hours and hours yes. and hours the end. Getting dressed But what about again. this? Oh what about gosh. Central Park? Like Barbara Streisand, what if she just does a Central yes. Park? Yes. Fill the streets, like oh, let yes. it go, let it be played on every corner. Yes. Realness. Yes. She's yes. the healing when, we need. It is. That voice is just epic. 
What is okay. some of your other favorite songs? Oh, wait, you, well, he, you have a question. You go. Okay, yeah. Well, how are, are we doing? Do, do you want to say something about Glory Ghost? Because I really want to talk about um, Happy Songs. I want to talk about Happy Songs, too. I love Happy Songs. I love, I love. How Glory Ghost okay, is great. Go- I, the, only, I, the only thing I would say about How Glory Ghost that I, I love is the fact that she did, she did that a few Harold Arlen songs. Which even as like a young black musical theater like queen, I didn't even know those songs. Right, so Sleeping Bee and I think Sleeping Bee and what was the other one? Any um, place I hang my head is home. Any place I hang my head is home. Right, uh, amazing, amazing Harold Allen songs that I was like, yes, bring this back into the light. And her voice is just impeccable. Sleep on me, don't wake up. Can't believe what just. Taken, I'm so happy at last. Maybe a dreams, but he seems sweet, golden as a I'm like, oh, Barnes and Noble was my was my Broadway Audra gay boy. You know, you put your you put your advocate inside like a out you know outdoor sports magazine, and you carry that over to the city section. So you got your gay mag and your Audra, and right, right, and, and no one's looking at me, are they? Um, and I remember they used to also have a thing where you could pick, they would have a screen where you could pick like five different cds and listen to them all the way through and that's how i realized she had happy songs and i was you know not a whiz on the on the computer still not and (laughs) i was like oh my gosh i I didn't know this and it was like a real concept album and then when it went away Mm -hmm. you i couldn't get the cd it 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 just got out on spotify like a year ago like it wasn't really i don't know why but they weren't so it's like to me it was like kind of um Oh, like a, a a piece of gold that I haven't really got to explore that much. So I wanted to hear your take on it. Because I think it's amazing. That song where she just oozes and ahs, like for a whole minute. Ooh. 
that's just like, <laughs> I, 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 yes. I think, <laughs> I, I think it. it's such an amazing piece of work. Yeah. It's, it's big band music from the tw- 14 fucking tracks long, too. Mm-hmm. She's it's like, big band music. 14 tracks long. Big band, there's tons of trumpet. Um, I think it was her way of like sort of paying homage to the uh, big belters and the big brass sound, but in her own way. And also throwing a lot of musical theater, sort of her own musical theater affectations in there. Uh, I think that that song um, that you're talking about where she's just doing the ooze is so magical. And then she sings more than, you know, which is Mm. just the softest, most beautiful, like it stays in her head voice. And she even does the recit at the beginning, which is, you know, the intro to the song. Now that I have found you, whether you are here or yonder, whether you are just so good and her voice just sounds like butter and it's it's a magical moment and all the songs in that ill wind where there's mm-hmm. ill wind in the in the album has like i don't know it's like maybe a 45 second intro of just them playing the band is playing and it just transports you into that time period it's almost like she was looking into the future for when she was going to be doing lady day Right, yeah. she was getting yeah. into that yeah. that sort of like jazz mindset, or maybe she had been in that space the entire time, which lended itself to you know, the brilliance of that performance. But I, I love that album so much. I think it's easy to listen to. It doesn't ever sound like she is. I mean, she's never sound like she's reaching for notes. But I think there's an ease in the quality of the arrangements, and she sounds fantastic. What's your favorite song? On a turquoise cloud. That's the name of that song. On a turquoise cloud. It just popped into the brain. Oh. Beat my dog is good. It's real. It's kind of more of the up fun. It's more of the fun yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see what I want to see. See what I want to see. I think that's a Michael John Lacusa song. See what I want to see. It is right. And then it later, Idina Menzel sings it in the play. I think. See what I want to see. And it's it's a different experience. Yeah. And what else are we going to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) Friday night down in Houston In a spot called Bamboo Jacks Everyone was doing the mambo And drinking golden Cadillacs Sally was there with her daddy But daddy was in a funk Sally met up with and took a shine To a hunk from East Podunk Daddy cried, hey, what you doing, what you doing? What's he got, I don't got. All I see is American cheese. He'll melt when you 
songs and I'm just going to put it out there before I mean I just Go Back Home is a song Uh from uh, Uh two albums later that I two albums later I listen to all the time and sometimes when I'm in a really tough place or like a a lost place it's like that whole album I'll listen to a lot but that song in particular is just really um, it's like a salve to me Lying all alone I'm thinking, staring at the stars I wonder, since I've been away I'm lonely, when I'm gonna go back home Walking through the world Things happen right before your eyes Things happen soon enough you're lost I'm thinking when I'm gonna go back home And also, again, it sits in a part of her voice that is very easy to listen to. And she's able to demonstrate her acting and emotive skills. Uh, I love Glamorous Life from that Mm -hmm. album. Love Glamorous Life. First of all, anytime she gets to sing Sondheim, I'm like, 
okay, 100% here for it because it, his songs are so melodic and oftentimes you're given, perform, you see performances where you're like, people aren't necessarily singing, they're more acting. And I yeah. love that she is singing while acting. I love Glamour. What if the brooch is only glass and the costumes unravel? What if a coach is second class? She at least gets to travel. And sometime this summer, meaning soon, she'll be traveling to me. Where I get she's like the, she's the perfect person for Sondheim. Okay, this is where I get to add in my thing. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add this in. I'm gonna get this in. If I, if I die, I'm gonna make sure this gets fucking played. <laughs> um, uh, the her my go to like my like drunky buzzy go to when I'm in my feelings is her Sondheim's. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his gosh, is that man doesn't have that. She's gonna have a birthday till he's 120 celebration. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> I'm also like, well, how many times are you gonna hear this? How many times are you gonna hear? I'm still here, um, <laughs> but he's still here. Her song, uh, her, the mel- um, what can you lose? And not a day goes by. Oh Agent sure, Tracy. sure. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's now. Do you have a recording of that? Because I've only seen it on YouTube in concert form. Honey, I've only seen it on YouTube, so oh, I have my. to go to YouTube and get. No, I don't have any recording. I know, and the quality is not it, and it makes me so mad because. When she sings that that song, it is so beautiful. And it, again, the spin in her voice, especially when she's singing What Can You Lose, that entire section is just beautiful. And it's just... Phrases can be very, very long in all of her singing roles. You're sort of like, bitch, take a breath, please, please. Especially in going back to Carousel, if you listen to her song, Mr. Snow, the last phrase where she says that young seafaring gold, uh, uh, overbearing, uh, pygmy wizard, uh, overbearing, darling, Mr. Snow, all one breath. Insane. Daddy, you're a sea fair and golden 
mean, well, that takes me to, I know we're ping-ponging around, but that takes me to Down With Love because she does that phrase at the end of Down With Love. And Down yes. With Love is from, she does uh, the song Down With Love on the iconic uh, 90s concert, My Favorite Broadway, The Leading Ladies, which we yes. used to watch in various dorm rooms all the time. Every Yes, like find find who, who had a TV with a VHS player attached to it in their room. <laughs> we would come Play in it. and we would all just shuffle in. Just, yeah. Yeah, and play. that concert is very important to me because it's not where I found Audra, but it's where I found one of the chief divas in my life, Elaine Stritch. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. but Audra doing he, Down with Love. <laughs> Just talk about Elaine Stritch for one second because I love that yes. recording. Because they also came out with the CD of my favorite Broadway leading ladies. And you hear Elaine Stritch finding the pitch. She goes, here's to the ladies who run. <laughs> yes. I was also watching, uh, when we were, wa- I was watching Audra's Glamorous Life, and I love that concert, uh-huh. that Sontan birthday, all the ladies in red. First yes. of all, Audra got the best red outfit, period, the end. Duh. She can wear anything. Stunning. So beautiful. But I love watching all those ladies watch Elaine, uh-huh. when Elaine does I'm Still Here, because they're all, mm-hmm. she's killing all of them. Like, they're dying right. laughing. They all yeah. admire her so much. It's yeah. really beautiful yeah. for me to see that. But anyway, Down With Love is one okay. of my favorite yeah, 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 yeah. performances ever because Audra's also really funny. Yes. Yeah. She's so yeah. funny in that number. Down with love, let's liquidate all its friends. Like moon, June, roses and rainbows Down with songs that moan about night and day. Down with love. Take it away, away. Take it away. Take it away. and stupid down with size down with cupid brother let's stuff that dove down with love and that's not an easy song to sing i think i first came aware of that song through judy garland judy garland sang that song back in the day and I was like oh sure that is a like the lyrics the the everything about the song is great and then I heard Audrey McDonald sing it and I was like oh she raised it up a third she like she raised the key up a third okay and okay she's killing it because I'm almost positive that she's mix belting like an A or a B that down at the end of the song is so high and it's got that real good pingy forward sounding mix that you're like, is she belting that? Is she singing that? What's going on here? What's what's happening? Down with love, liquidate all its friends. Like moon, June roses and rainbows. And down with stars and 
the sky and the ground started ringing. He's real, and the world is alive and shining. Oh, my man, I love him so. He'll never know all my life. I tell him, you say either, I say either. When I marry mister, you say neither, I say And stupid, down with soy, down with Cupid, bang, brother, let's stop that dumb. I don't care if he's young, he's barren, bold and daring, think me whiskered, or overbearing. Down, down, down with It's incredible, and you're right, that phrase at the end is amazing. Funny story, she says she'll never sing that song again. Because right after, she says something about singing that song, she's passed out a few times. She's like, face planted, (laughs) face planted into the orchestra, (laughs) like passed out in the wings. Yeah, and, and I wonder why. It could be because, again, the phrases are so long, and, you know, it's hard to breathe and all of that but yeah. yeah she's using a lot of breath to make that sound it's an incredible song and it has such a range and it goes so many places i love that song well if we're just keep adding shit whatever here's another one her the reprise on and annie maybe that's another one of my go-to cries Cried it's just yeah <laughs> it's just unreal what you can do in a minute when you have a minute mm-hmm. and then and you can listen to it and feel that way, and then you can watch it as she just touches Annie, and she's so connected to literally telling her that you were only going to be a day for a day away from her. Silly to cry, nothing to fear. Bet you where they lives as nice as right here. Betcha your life is gonna be swell. Looking at them, it's easy to tell. I'll come out tomorrow Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow There'll be sun Just thinking about tomorrow Clears away the cobwebs and the sorrow Till there's none When you're stuck with a day that's gray And grin and say The sun will come out tomorrow So you gotta hang on till tomorrow Come what may Tomorrow, tomorrow I love you tomorrow You're old makes you hear lyrics in a way that so few artists like you can hear that again you can hear somewhere over and over and then she sings it 
and it's just so much clarity and yeah. um, truth. She ruins it for you. She ruins it for you because no one else can ever sing that song. And you're like, this is so amazing. This is like, I can only hear you sing it. Like, how do you go from the best to someone who does a good job? Like, you can't. If you if you like nice things, you can't. And that's what it's like when you hear Audra sing. It's like, this is the Rolls Royce of vocals. Like, how will I ever be able to hear anyone else do this? And that's why she's also so good on I Think You're Gonna Like It Here, uh, mm-hmm. also in Annie. because And you will not hear me say a crossword about Anne Ranking on this podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. A fan kick for but, your life. But when Audra sings that, her voice sounds as rich and fine as all the things she's describing. You wake, ring for Drake. Drake will bring your tray. When you're through, Mrs. Pugh comes to take it away. Speaking of the richness in her voice, she also can do this thing that is so like airy and light and sweet. And she does it in that song you were talking about, um, the, the reprise, where she says, it's easy to tell. There's an airiness that goes through her voice. It's easy to tell. Like, it's just like this beautiful, airy pocket space in her mm. voice. And it's like, how much space is in the back of your head while she's singing that? It's just And so like, much control, it's too. It's not like she's, like, you know, kind of flying off the note. She's still uh-huh. so straight lined in the note. Oh, in through that She's air. right in the pocket. Right in the pocket. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Well, since you're vocal vocalist and can talk to us about this, this is something that is a marvel to me. And I guess I'll bring it up in terms of Porgy and Bess. Okay. Since we're jumping around. She does this thing, and she does this a lot. And she does this a lot in Marie Christine, too. Uh-huh, where, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I know from my training, like as an actor, um, an audible intake is not good uh-huh. for your vocal flaps. Yes. Like you try to not go <gasps> before you say right. something, but Audra yeah. Ann McDonald, the queen of operatic training, will uh-huh. so often, and I don't know if it's because she's just in the moment or because she uh-huh. knows that the character would make this sound, will give you this yeah. huge gasp and go <gasps> before she sings something, and it yeah. just shows like what an actor she is, you know? She's like she does it technique. on small phrases too. <laughs> She, she does it on small phrases. I think that is uh, for her, you know, I don't, I don't know what that is for her, but I've clocked the audible gasp too. And I think that, you know, hey, if you're bringing drama to the space, I'm here for it. Like, yes. it's clearly not messing with the product. So It's never deteriorated. That's what I think. Like, yeah, it hasn't... It's, it's never messed with it. So I'm, I'm here for it. It manipulates me in just the right way. I'm like, I'm just in distress. <laughs> yes. It's true. It adds so much drama to the space where she's saying, you know, what's one of the songs that I love that she sings? Um, even in Raunchy, there's lots of gasps in that one from 110 in the Shade. There's tons of gasps. In the best place to hear a gasp is in Mistress of the Senator from uh, Hello Again. Not the movie, the album from way back to Paradise, which is her first album, which we were talking about earlier, in Mistress of the Senator, literally every single phrase is, I can play the Mistress of the Senator, especially in a comfortable heart. Like, it's just <laughs> this audible gasp that's constantly happening over and over. I can play the Mistress of the Senator. 
Cash me in a comfortable high-rise that's convenient to the hill. And after making some speech or signing some do, you'll drop in for lunch. And if you never take lunch with me around you, I'll play the mistress of the senator. I look good in red or white or blue. I'll be friendly to Republicans. I'll be anything for Nick, I have to ask you, um, you've actually worked with her. Um, I have. So can you please, um, like... Inside the tea? I... Well, I'm I'm officially like one degree away from her. You are <laughs> through you. You are. She also so, follows me on uh, Twitter. Um, okay. I'm, I oh. met Audra in most importantly <laughs> to me in my universe. I met Audra in a makeup chair at like four thirty in the morning, oh and God. she plays my stepmom in a little iconic film called Ricky and the Flash, starring Meryl <laughs> Streep. And yeah, oh, um, huh, Neil Biggie. Mm, yeah, and so we. Only worked we worked together for about a week because at the end of that film there's a big wedding scene, and right. they the way Jonathan Demi shoots it was like Meryl was performing with the band and Rick Springfield live and we had mm-hmm. choreographed all these like dancing stuff like how the crowds were going to move and there were several scenes and set pieces so we're right. working on it for a while and that was really the only time Audra and I act together in the movie and it's very cursory like we're at the same table because we're the family and all of this stuff, right. you know. And we danced together a bit, but we were, because we were the principals that weren't Meryl, held in the same spot. So it was like me, Audra, Kevin Klein, Sebastian Stan, and Haley Gates and Mamie Gummer were like, kind of like, that was our pod for the, and Bosia who played my boyfriend. So I sit next to her in a chair and we're, and I just let it off right at the beginning. I was like. Audra, I'm a huge, huge fan. I'm going to be really try to not be annoying to you over the course of this week. And she was like, baby, that's fine. Can we talk about it a little later? Because I'm just waking up. And so I like gave her her space. And then she just treated me like such a friend the whole time. And I yeah. had a scene with Meryl. Um, this was These were my first days of filming. And I kind of was the first up with Meryl. Yeah. And yeah. Audra would wait for me in the little green room area every time we would come back from a setup because Meryl would go someplace yeah. else that wasn't with us. Yeah. And yeah. she hadn't done her scene with Meryl yet. So every time yeah. I came back, she'd be like, Are you okay? How was it? Was it okay? And she was like oh so aware of how scary yeah, the that moment. is to act the with moment. Meryl Streep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she was there to catch me every time. And I, at one point, turned to her. I was like, actually, this interaction is almost as scary as that one was for me. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. But she was such right. a normal actor. And she just got that it was, like, a big movie for me. And that, mm-hmm. the, I, you know, that the scenes I was doing with Meryl were really, like, long and talky and emotional. And, like, she was always there to kind of catch me and just be a friend on set. So, right. bless you, Audra McDonald. I adore you. She's been one of the nicest people I've ever worked with. And then I got to go. She was doing Shuffle Along a little while after uh-huh. that. Uh, which I and love. I, which Amazing. I love, too. And she Billy was Porter so Billy Porter Bryan's Audra McDonald. I'm there. Oh, and I got to go and she helped me get a house seat and I got, I would, went back to her dressing room and I was the only person in the dressing room that night and she what? was super pregnant and I got, to, I basically like knelt at her feet and we talked for like 30 minutes and then she was like, I have to go home. I'm so pregnant, <laughs> but I got oh to just like a private audience with her after shuffle along. It was oh amazing. My God. I feel so and bad for shuffle is, along. I know. They did shuffle not get along, its they did, 
No, they did. They did Audra dirty too in the press. It was not good. Oh, they weren't nice. No, no, they just were. They kind of. There was this whole press spin that tried to blame her for the show closing because she, she was, was going to go have her baby. Yeah. Oh yeah, like that's yeah okay. Like that has anything it was to do. fucked up. Shut the hell up! Like get out of here. That's yeah, so mad it was crazy. Yeah, it was nuts. It's just they misogyny. That's that's all and, we're seeing. Yeah, exactly. That's what that is, right? I loved, love, love uh, that she was so nice to you. I've had a few <laughs> encounters with her. I, I, nothing as intimate. My encounters with her were always just like so amazing, but they're always from the lens of a fan and not a peer, right? Like me crying and shaking and being like, "Oh my god, you saved my life!" <laughs> and she's like, "Oh god, here we go. Here she is again." Oh god, like. <laughs> <laughs> this one again. Uh, didn't I just see you in a different state? What are you doing all the way over here? But so my favorite interaction with her is I was in high school, how glory goes. She was touring around with how glory goes and she was singing something. And my BFF at the time, he had a poster of the how glory goes poster. That, Cause he used to work at a record store, small Columbia classical records out in Ferndale, Michigan. And wow. he, got the poster off of the wall and it was a cloth poster that had like two wooden dowels, one at the top, one at the bottom. And we were like, we're going to bring it to her concert. And I splurged. I begged my parents for like money to buy these seats. And we were like, Roji center at this like arena outdoor. What's that outdoor arena in Michigan that is in, you know, it's where uh, the Christina Aguilera Presented by Sears tour went there as well. Oh, oh that like, one? Where? Oh, that tour? Oh, that one. Oh, sure. oh that, that, that classic one. that no one doesn't that talk one. about. Um. That one. It's, it's whatever. It doesn't matter. But she was singing. And after the song, Troy and I decided we were going to hold up this poster. And so we hold, we're holding up the poster. And we're shaking it around. And she's like, she stops the music. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hold that up again. And so we hold it up and the audience starts clapping and we're like, you know, 15 years old, freaking out. And she says, okay, put that down. I'm not share. <laughs> I'm not share. She's put that down. I'm not share. And then, so, and then she signed it for us afterwards. We waited for her and it was just like so nice. And she was so lovely. And I will always be a fan girl, fan girl for Audrey McDonald. She's how many times have you seen her? And what, like, how many times? Come on, talk, talk to us. Uh, okay. So I saw, I only saw Carousel once. I saw Ragtime once because I, I did not understand what was happening. Um, I saw, I didn't get to see Masterclass. I only seen like the bootleg at Lincoln Center. Uh, I've seen her in concert for... I saw Way Back to Paradise. I saw the How Glory Goes concert. I saw the Happy Songs concert in Boston oh. with Boston Pops. Wow. I saw her when she did her. Oh, this next is no concert. joke. She saw her at. Uh, she did a performance at at Harvard on one of their like spaces when she did the. What was the fourth album? I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of this album. It's where she did all like the the sort of like pop where songs. Where she does the John did, Mayer song. My Stupid Mouth, I did that Build a one. Bridge. Uh, the, Build a Bridge, thank you. I saw Build a Bridge concert. Then I've seen her in Marie Christine. I saw Marie Christine twice. I was so devastated that Heather Headley won the Tony that I wore black for a week and went on vocal rest. I... <laughs> obsessed. Um, I saw her in Lady Day. I saw her in 110 in the Shade. I watched every episode of Private Practice. 
<laughs> I was devastated that I was like, why does she have a Tony nomination? I've listened to her books on tape, uh, you know, where she also has won a Grammy for her books on tape. I've also watched her, uh, that Carnegie Hall concert that she did that was aired on Lincoln Center, saw that live. I've done them all and shuffle Sorry, along. Sorry, I just, and I guess it just I think thought- I said Lady Day. <laughs> Maybe we'll stop. I don't know. I think we should. I, we were good try, we, we want to interview people who are fans of the diva. Um, <laughs> so I think that this is. This, this, yeah, this isn't a good really, thing. Really, You're not fitting, really, because you only saw everything. And so I want more than everything. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. And I have every like, play. You're a roadie. You're her roadie. You're like literally. Yeah. A roadie for Audrey yeah. McDonald. We I'm always Kate talk Hudson. about this. We always talk <laughs> about this. With, you're, you're almost famous for all that. I That's the gayest thing famous. we need to do. A gay, like almost <laughs> famous for Audrey McDonald. <laughs> Picture it. The '90s. <laughs> we always say this for our diva Bette Midler, like how amazing it would have been to be uh, around when she was coming up and putting mm-hmm. out loads of new stuff. Like, I mean, we were fans in the 90s when she was putting out some stuff like we went and saw the first wives club on the first day but right. like to get to you're like living through audra's entire yeah career and trajectory yeah. and we have there's so much more in store which brings me to a question what are your dream <laughs> roles for her okay go go okay i said this in 2015 I've got the receipts and I screen captured my posts on Facebook because I'm no longer on Facebook. That I want to see her play the mother in Light in the Piazza. Oh. I want to see her. Yes, I want to see her play. It was made famous by Victoria Clark. I think it can absolutely work in our colorblind casting world um, where she and the daughter are, you know, brown. And then you have, you know, the Italians be Italian. And so I, I was like, I, I want to hear her sing that. That's like, I'm putting out into the world, into the universe. And that's what I think I, think, I need to have I happen. Think, okay. Well, you want to hear my big first. one, which didn't happen, but should have. Mm-hmm. Audra should have played Mary Poppins. Oh, sure. Oh my God. Because I you say that. Yes. What is, what is Mary Poppins? Superpower? Yes. A yeah. magical voice that cures everything. Who has yes. that? Audra McDonald. Audra McDonald. Audra McDonald. Yes, absolutely. Audra I also McDonald. want to see her in Carolina gonna, Change, too. Oh, I'm going to piggyback cool. on that. Yeah. Here's what I want, an Oscar. Because I don't think there is anyone more deserving in this yeah. world mm-hmm. than an, she is an EGOT. She's literally the EGOT statue. Like, she has that yeah. kind of mm-hmm. talent. She's that threat. Yeah. And so, yes. looking through all of this, I'm, I got, I, I, Nick's kind of more of the awards queen, but I got really enraged. I was like, we need a vessel. And I, so, maybe, mm-hmm. so, and I think it is, is it is it that she does the Mama Rose um, a film version? Talk about taking that Ooh, um, Streisand mantle. Maybe Bar- Barbara's Ooh, like directed Barbara. Make give everyone. Yeah, you know Barbara's yeah. going to direct herself as Great Grandma Rose. She's going to be Baby June. <laughs> Barbara Streisand's like <laughs> Audra. What if I'm Baby June? What if you're my mother and I'm Baby June? <laughs> she's like no I'm Louise she's like I'm doing the, all the burlesque but don't you think is not such a good play Miss Mazappa <laughs> I Mr. Goldstone she Audra. plays Mr. Goldstone <laughs> oh, but yeah. isn't that a great idea I love idea? Mama Rose I love and, and, like, and like or give her or give her like that support give her like that supporting um, 
Jennifer Hudson role in a movie musical. And that would, mm-hmm. that would just, the Oscars would love to give her an Oscar. I just feel like, come it's, on. I understand Sing on why, that stage. You know, look, they, they did the film version of Lady Day, which aired on HBO. And I thought it was good. I did not feel like it translated as well to film mm. because I, all they did was sort of like film the stage production. I actually think if they would have made a film filled in the blanks, done a proper scripted film like they did, you know, like like one does when you're doing a film adaption, I think that could have definitely at least at the very least gotten her an Emmy. I think what was so funky about that is that the uh, they show the audience a lot because she walks in in the audience, but mm-hmm. the audience is contemporary. They kind of make them dress yes. dress yeah. up, but I'm like, yes, yeah, shouldn't you should have cast the audience if you're going to, yeah. you know, do this in in such a small stage. And I was like, and Audra's given it all. You should make sure that people know how to give it back if yeah. you're going to film it. Yeah, and and they're worried yeah. they're on camera. Do you know what I mean? And so like Audra's throwing yeah. all this energy at them. And yeah. I, did you feel that? Cause like, because, but performance alone, it's iconic what she does. I did. I think, I think that was the issue. I think that was the issue is that it did not feel like what she is giving you is an Oscar worthy performance, but it did not feel like a film. For some reason, the, uh, the production just didn't feel like it matched. And it starts with, you know, the set dressing as well. It starts with making sure the audience matches feels period. Like trans, she's transporting you in the voice, but then you're taken out of it by sort of these other elements. So does she hold, she holds her shoulders, right? She does this thing. What do you mean? Like her physicality. What's she, what's she? Oh Mm -hmm. yeah. She she does it all. She does, she does everything. It just seems so painful. And the fact that she stayed like that and they kept, you know, I think she went like months over what she was supposed to do, but her physicality just seems, you know, she's playing this like drugged out Billy and I just, and Audra yeah. holds that and, and sings in so natural. It's just, again, such a superhuman quality that it's I'm not ins- it's sure what I'm watching. Silent trees bear strange fruit blood on the leaves and blood at the root black body swinging in the southern breeze strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees. She, it's insane. Her, tone, her Tony speech for Lady Day, her acceptance speech, she I love so much. She said, I am standing on Lena Horne's shoulders. I am standing on Maya Angelou's shoulders. I am standing mm-hmm. on Diane Carroll and Ruby Dees and yeah. most of all, Billie Holiday. You deserve so much more than you were given. And when you were on this planet, this is for you. It's true. It's true. It's true. And, you know, I, I, I feel sometimes that same way about being a black man on television, black gay man on television right now. Mm. Like this would not have happened for me 10 years ago. Mm. Right. So I, I, I talk about it all the time when people ask me like, what's it feel like? I say, well, you know, I wouldn't be here without someone like Sylvester or Lil Richard mm. coming before me, S- Sylvester, RuPaul, Billy Porter, all of these sort of like 
black gay men who made it okay for me to be as loud and as flamboyant as I am. You know, people don't even bat an eyelash. They're like, oh, her again? There, that's great. <laughs> but so, and I think it's great. And so I completely love that Audra did that because it just goes to show how humble she is. And she knows how monumentous that moment of being that sixth Tony was. Like, not, no one since. And may probably no one after. No one's going to catch up no. to her. No. no one. Not for She's acting. Gonna get, I'm gonna, I predict at least four more. Yeah, I want I think the Oscar though. Oscar I want in the there. Oscar. I think I want, I, I, yeah, I want an Oscar too. I, I so like, let's talk Oscar. about if if not Mama Rose, what other sort of musicals that we know of could could she do like a Marie Christine movie adapta- adaptation? Is there anything she's done already? I think I I mean I'm gonna say I think the best avenue is biopic, and this just came into uh-huh. my mind. What if though I don't know of an episode of her life that was so. Mm, super dramatic like Billie Holiday but I think she could do an Ella Fitzgerald in a similar I knew you were going to say that I was thinking that too yeah but Ella was so I mean I don't know but Sarah Vaughn has drama yeah Sarah Sarah Vaughn has drama we love Sarah Vaughn on this podcast (laughs) this is a Sarah Vaughn cast fully yeah yeah Um, but yeah I I think Audra's the only person who could play Ella because she's the only person Mm. who could do that with her voice who can sing it yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, I, I, you know, I wonder about if there is an opportunity in there for Audra to take a role that is like something like Little Night Music, right? And play Desiree and have that be her. I th- yeah. Take a role that is traditionally not thought of as a person of color and do mm-hmm. what her thing is. Like, this is how she sort of came into our lives is taking these roles that were cast non-traditionally and showing the world that like this is how you do it if you're going to do it at all Mame Mame I was thinking that Mame I was thinking I Mame I love Mame you, she could sing we, she doesn't even need to warm up for to sing Mame no <laughs> Nick do you know this she's, she's a gonna be young though I think she's too young she's gonna be in respect oh yeah she is, is she, in respect everybody's in respect it's the who's who of black Hollywood Respect mm-hmm. has all the most talented cast ever. It's Literally. insane. It's my but J-Hot. I'm really love, excited. I would also really love, like, a great filmmaker, like a, a Michaela Cole or a Steve McQueen mm-hmm. or someone to just take Audra, put her in a movie where she doesn't even necessarily need to sing, where she just right. gets to be in the movie and the right. part is right. I like. I think she's a fantastic actor she who is. just needs to be used in the correct way. And it would just take. I would love someone creative and different to work with her. Some, you know, like I'm uh, like mm-hmm. artsy, edgier mm-hmm. filmmakers. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, a monster's ball moment, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it 100%. could be in supporting. That would it. be fine for me. Yeah, I'll take literally as long as it's meaty enough that you feel like you are. You know, she's not just a wedding singer. We're not doing that anymore. It, um, Jay, do you want to do the, the final question? We haven't even talked about how to build a bridge yet. <laughs> Ooh, let's do Babe, it. We're at like an we're at like an hour fifteen. I we, know, but we didn't talk. I didn't get. I didn't even get to freaking tell you how interesting that nine eleven song is. It just so happens oh that she was married to someone named John who dies in the plane crash, and then she marries someone named Jason, 
That's pretty interesting as my twin is named John and my name is Jason. So what else do I have to tell you? We haven't even talked about freaking somewhere yet. What are we going to do? Oh, it's so good. How are we supposed to end this podcast? I don't tell- we haven't even talked about Edelweiss. Well, Well, my favorite song on a build to on to build a bridge is a song called Tomcat. Goodbye. goodbye. And I'll tell you why I love that Christmas song so much. It's because it's a Lord Nero song. And it's just the most beautiful. I mean, I think it's I, I think it's the best story song that she does ever. And it's and the runs mm-hmm. on it. I think I'm gonna talk about that on the first episode. I don't know. Did I? I don't care. <laughs> it's Tom, it's Tomcat Goodbye. It's my favorite Christmas song. I can't wait to hear it. Let's play it, Nick. It's really good. <laughs> Tomcat Goodbye. <laughs> I'm so lonely, been crying, waiting up for you. You hear that? You hear that? I got your name, Tom. I got your children. What about the children? Tomcat, Tomcat, you a rat, you old rat. Where you been to? Johnny cheated, Frankie killed him. Johnny cheated, so Frankie killed him. Shot and killed him, don't blame her. She needs to do a Christmas album, though. When is that Christmas album coming? I, she has to do it for us. I, I need I, it, too. I, I, I need it. What albums would we want to have of hers? Like, okay, so I do think a Christmas, Christmas. album. Christian, do Halloween. you have any? I want a Christmas Easter. album. She could sing anything. <laughs> yeah. A Halloween album. President's Day. <laughs> I, I, I really want to hear, actually, her do an entire Sondheim album. Like, I would love to hear all Sondheim from her, I think she's there in her like, because I always think of Sondheim as being for like the mature actress who's lived a life, so she can really interpret the songs. But I would love to hear an entire Sondheim album. I would love a Christmas album. I would love a, uh, I don't know, I would love an album of Barbara Streisand covers. I know how Glory Goes was sort of that, but I would love for her to be more overt with it. Like I would just love to hear Funny Girl. I mean, her I sing everything love- from Funny Girl. I I think I think it'd be really interesting if she did another concept album, but did all obscure, haunting um, folk music. Uh, mm, do you know? And like take the orchestra. West. Yeah, to take yeah. the orchestra in a different kind of way, and and um and I just think I could I could really hear her on that doing some like obscure mm. stuff. So we always do this at the end, or sometimes we do this at the end when the when the when the vibe is right. You get to leave a message on Audrey McDonald's. A message machine and then this is right before she goes on concert or goes out to perform what do you say to her hi audra it's me Kristen. you don't know me when i was 13 years old i was very uh confused and in a very dark place and i was looking for something to give me hope to keep going and i stumbled across your music in a barnes and noble and it changed my life and it also saved my life because you made me feel like there was a place for someone like me in this world. 
And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being you, for sharing your talent and for setting me on a path of enlightenment through your talent and voice. And you're amazing. And I love you. And um, call me. I want to do flowers for you. Bye. Hey. Hey. Oh, you should do flowers for her. That's my dream. Okay. Pandemic's over. We go to Carnegie Hall to see, no, the Central Park to see her in concert. Uh-huh. And Kristen has done all the flowers for it. All everywhere. the florals for the set. Yep. That's the dream. Who do we know? Oh. Call the producer. <laughs> call call, call Mr. Goldstone. Her... Oh, Mr. Goldstone, played by Barbara <laughs> Streisand, will do it Play for us. <laughs> it's Barbara Streisand with the mustache on. <laughs> she's got a mustache and an egg roll in her mouth. But she still has. But she still has one of those like um, beret hats on. I gotta do a my. Bowl, I gotta keep a bowler hat. And, and a great and a great gown. Yeah, and yes. a great and Mr. Goldstone. This is my Mr. Goldstone gown. Oh, like butter. All the way up to here. <laughs> with her acrylics. I said, I didn't know Fanny Bryce had acrylics. When, when <laughs> she does now. She does now. Oh, Kristen, thank you so much for coming on. That was beautiful. We love you thank so you. much. Come back. You. Will you come back if you had fun? Yeah. You had fun, right? Yeah, come back. Will you come back into the life with us? I will do I will do them all. Yes, Thank Broadway you. Queens. Everyone, we hope you're having a nice start to your holiday season. We hope you watch uh Kristen's show The Big Flower Fight on Netflix, which is binge, so binge. I really got me through a couple hours of the first beginning of the quarantine. Yes, um <laughs> and uh, we hope you're all just downloading the fuck out of these episodes and listening to some Audrey McDonald. Yes. We love you. Love you. Thank love you, Christian. You. This Thank is amazing. You. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you guys are Bye. so much fun. This I is still a dream. Have more to say. Okay. So, so what I want to talk about.